friends, and welcome back. On today's episode, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. I normally talk about the spiritual process and kind of dive deep on some of the concepts that are related to spirituality. And today I'm going to do a little shift here, and I'm going to talk about something that is very important on the spiritual path um, that you may not be thinking about and that is going to be your health well let me go ahead and state the obvious when you're on a spiritual path you need to have a healthy body if you're going to engage in life fully if you are going to manifest what you came here to manifest if you're gonna live your life with intensity and purpose, it is imperative that you have a healthy body. And when you think about who you are, you are mind, body, and spirit. Mind being your thoughts and your actual brain processes. Uh, spirit being the larger part of you, the major part of you, the part of you that is beyond the physical, that is actually connected to the higher realm or higher consciousness. And then there is your body, which is a 3D manifestation here in this earthly realm. And the other two pieces of the puzzle could not exist in this particular part of the universe if it were not housed inside of a body so your body is extremely important to your life and to your spiritual path and in the united states now i have listeners from all over but in the united states we have not been a nation that has really considered health a priority. So if you are listening from a country where they do prioritize health and you do have access to healthy food uh, readily, then you may be a little bored with this particular podcast, but I hope you'll sit through it because you may pick up some individual pieces that you may not be thinking of. But here in the United States, when it comes to health, we just aren't there. Everything in the United States is really more about pleasure and convenience. And those two particular things oftentimes come at the expense of health. And so because I'm here to talk about our journeys through life, I'm going to uh, kind of shatter that particular uh, concept that we have in the United States that food is for pleasure. Food is not for pleasure. Food is fuel for your body and your body is the housing for your spirit and um, you need it and you need it to be full and you need it to be vibrant and you need it to do what you need it to do um, in order for you to live a full and complete life. So Having given you that little bit of a background, I'm going to talk about just some fundamental things that you can do to improve your health. And 
let me start by saying that whatever you do when it relates to your body, you want to get yourself into the habit of being able to listen to your body. Your body has its own consciousness and it knows what it needs. It knows what works for it. And it is really an individual thing. And so, um, as I said, here in the United States, just it's just kind of like the wild, wild west when it comes to food and diet. And we are definitely a nation of fad diets. It's keto one year. It's paleo um, the next couple of years. It's South Beach. It's just madness, low carb. And I think that sometimes we tend to try to fit ourselves into those modes instead of listening to our bodies. And so sometimes you'll see someone that's following a particular diet and they may be thin, but they just don't look healthy. Maybe their hair is thinning or maybe their teeth are not where they should be. Um, one of the signs that you don't have sufficient mineralization in your body is that your teeth will start to yellow. And so they may be thin, but they have trouble going um, in and out of the store if they have to open a heavy door. And so that's not really health and that's not really vibrancy. So you wanna get yourself in the habit of being able to listen to your body and allow your body to lead you and direct you and tell you specifically what it needs and what works for it. So. Having said that, there are definitely some fundamentals that you can do, and then you can kind of listen to your body and build upon it. With few exceptions, leafy greens are going to be the holy grail for everybody. Now, I have actually seen some people that say they thrive primarily off of meat. And there is a fad out there right now where people are going extremely carnivore and I think they're damaging their bodies. But one thing that I've learned about the spiritual process and about who we are as souls in these bodies, we are extremely individualized. And so I can't sit here and say that and then uh, a, a carnivore-based diet won't work for someone because it could, but again, you have to know who you are. And so you don't want to slot yourself into that lifestyle when it's really not what your body is asking for. And if you quiet your mind and pay attention when you eat certain foods, you're going to know specifically how you need to eat. So if you're asking me, leafy greens are leafy greens and vegetables should be the foundation of any diet that is tending toward or trying to find health. And so we're not talking about iceberg lettuce and the kind of lettuces that you get in a bag. We are talking about leafy greens, your romaines, um, your butter lettuces, those lettuces that when you look at them, you see that healthy kind of green color. Um, those should be staples in a healthy diet. And also vegetables, lots of them, broccoli and carrots and asparagus and um, Brussels sprouts, turnip greens, kale, 
steamed vegetables should also be a major part of a healthy diet. Now, the question of veganism comes up a lot when I'm talking to people. And here's what I will say about being a vegan or even a vegetarian. Again, you have to listen to your body. Some people will thrive off of just vegetables, but I will say this, in order to have full vibrancy and complete and total health, your body needs some protein. And if you're going to be diligent enough as a vegan to make sure that you are eating um, the vegan sources of protein, which you're going to have to, 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 to do a lot of that to equal what you could get from just eating a piece of chicken. I'm just going to be honest with you. But it's possible. You just have to make sure that you're tallying up those numbers, beans, lentils, nuts, um, soy protein, mung beans, however you get protein shakes, shakes, however you um, arrive at your number for your particular body, if you can do that on a vegan diet, then I say have at it. Eggs, you know, if you, if you want to go vegetarian. Um, it really just depends on your body type and what you're going to respond to, but do not forsake your protein your body needs protein to build muscle to be strong that's where your metabolism is uh, muscle actually uh, processes sugar and keeps you from things like diabetes so it is very important that you have those um, types of protein in your diet because you need amino acids and amino acids are the building blocks for your body. So if you are going to go vegan or vegetarian, just make sure that you are making a conscious effort to get the levels of protein that you need. So we got the basis of everything, leafy greens and vegetables, preferably steamed. When I was a kid, my mother would cook a vegetable to where it was almost unrecognizable and we just know not to do that nowadays that's just what people did back then and now we know better when you steam it you um keep the minerals inside of it and so i have a vegetable steamer that i just throw in a pot i mean it was just like under ten dollars and it's just like a little metal basket that you put the vegetables in and a little bit of uh, water in the bottom of the pot throw the vegetables in and they can steam um, really nicely that way and re retain all their green vibrant um, color or if it's carrots they retain their orange color or squash um, you can tell the difference when you actually cook it to death in the water versus versus if you steam it so that is important um, we've covered the protein issue make sure that you're getting your protein however and from wherever just make sure that you're intentional about it. And I'm gonna um, talk a little bit about alkalinity here because um, this is an important step in your health and it made all the difference for me. Most people eat a diet that is extremely acidifying, meaning that it creates acid in the tissues, in the blood. And 
when you have a lot of acid in your body, you're gonna find that you are stiff in the mornings when you get up, that um, you are prone to indigestion and the heartburn. Um, you're just gonna find that sometimes you're irritable or anxious. You're just gonna find that you're not completely at home in your body. It's just gonna feel um, like it's not working properly. And if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates, uh, especially refined carbohydrates, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you are dehydrated, if you eat a lot of restaurant food, you are gonna tend towards acidity. And that's a bad thing. That can lead to um, immune dysfunction, which predisposes you to colds and flus and worse than that, even cancer. So it is important that we keep acid out of our body. And so you will, if you do a Google search on it, you're gonna find conversation around this thing called alkalinity. Now, if you're eating a lot of vegetables, you don't even have to worry about it because vegetables are filled with minerals and those minerals naturally buffer acid. But if you're not getting the vegetables, which they're saying now was up to seven to nine servings, that's a lot of vegetables. I sometimes will grind a portion of those up in a smoothie and just kind of drink them down um, because it is difficult for me to get to seven to nine uh, servings per day. But if you're doing that, if you are a person that is naturally calm, if you are maybe even a meditator, that deep breathing, the lungs, when you bring in oxygen and it's filtered through your lungs, there is a process through which acid is removed and you breathe out carbon dioxide and uh, your pH actually stays at the correct level. So eating the vegetables, not being prone to stress, deep breathing, all of those things are gonna lend themselves to keeping your acid levels down. And remember, acid is bad. Acid is joint problems. Acid is vision problems. Acid is tooth decay. Acid is sickness colds and flu and possibly even cancer if you let it go long enough. So you definitely want to keep that acid out of your body. And here's another way that you can do that. Again, when you tend towards acidity, it usually means that your mineral levels just aren't where they need to be. Now, if you're drinking enough mineralized water, if you're drinking um, or eating enough vegetables, I'm sorry, like I said, you don't even have to really pay attention to this particular aspect of the discussion because you're going to be good. But if you're not and you're not getting the servings in of water and all of that, and if you're in a stressful period in life right now, I'm going to give you a little bit of cheat. And the cheat is to get supplements calcium and magnesium and potassium buffer acid the healthiest way is to get it from your food but if you can't do that just run to your local health food store and get a, a supplement that contains calcium magnesium and potassium and 
that's gonna actually help you buffer acidity and you don't need a lot you know I always am a little bit leery about recommending supplements because sometimes people don't use caution again you have to listen to your body and more is not always better I say start with the lowest dose see how you respond if you don't respond try to add a little bit more in but if you find that you're just not responding to it then that may not be what you need and so my point is use a little bit of prudence and caution around a supplement and i'm also a person who believes that vitamins and minerals have to be in balance in a supplement and so a multivitamin is the best way to get what you need and to make sure that you're not getting something in excess generally speaking they've already done the hard part for you and they've kind of balanced and gotten the ratios correct with a lot of supplements it doesn't mean every supplement is like that and I'm gonna also give a little bit of a warning and a caveat and that now some of the supplement manufacturers are kind of just in it for the money and so some of them don't have the full breadth of vitamins and minerals or they have an exorbitant amount of certain substances that you simply just don't need or you may have a bad reaction to so even nowadays like with everything especially in the u.s capitalism is just the blood in our country's veins and you really do have to be careful so here's what i'm going to recommend find a multivitamin that definitely has calcium and magnesium it may be a little bit more difficult to find one with potassium they are out there but you need those to buffer the acid in your body and even the vitamins themselves can add a little bit more acidity to your body so the calcium and the magnesium and the potassium if you can get it are extremely important so look for a vitamin that definitely has those components and you also want to look for a vitamin that kind of sticks really close to the RDA for all uh, nutrients. So your vitamin A, your vitamin B, your vitamin C, your vitamin D, your vitamin E, all of your B vitamins. B vitamins are crucial, especially thiamine. Now you can go a little bit higher on your B or add in an extra supplement because you want to make sure that you are getting enough thiamine. But you want to make sure that with the exception of the B vitamins, that the vitamin kind of sticks to the RDA of around 100%. And if it goes a little bit higher, that's okay. What I always say is steer clear of vitamins that have like, you know, 5,000% of the RDA for like vitamin A. Things like that, I think in the long run, if you're not careful, if you're not a person that's going to read, and study this stuff out you can get yourself into trouble taking exorbitant amounts of uh, substances now back to the b vitamins the b vitamins may look a little bit higher 
on your multivitamin, but B vitamins, unlike vitamin A or vitamin D or vitamin K, are water soluble. Vitamins A, D, K, and E, they are actually stored in the body. And so they can build up over time and they can kind of congest your liver, even damage your liver if you get too much. But B vitamins simply just get released in your urine. So if you're looking at a vitamin, you're like, okay, Tanya, wait a minute now, this looks good. It's got the calcium, it's got the magnesium, it's got the potassium, but it's really, really high on the B vitamins. That's quite normal, you're gonna see that. And that is because B vitamins aren't stored in the body and they are going to get released. So you don't have to worry about that too much. And the B vitamins are gonna be your B1, B2, B3, that's um, riboflavin, niacin, thiamine, um, your B5 and your B6, that is um, pyroxidine and pantothenic acid um, and your biotin. Those you can kind of get a little bit more of and not worry about getting yourself into trouble if you go above the 100% of the RDA. But for everything else, I would try to stick with 100% of the RDA as close as I could and then I would try to get the rest from my food. Your vitamin really is more like an insurance policy. It is not the end all, the be all. We still have to kind of eat healthy food. So there's that. Um, let's see, what else is crucial to this particular process? Omega-3s. Omega-3s are very important. If you're not familiar with what they are, omega-3 fatty acids um, come from things like fish. If you are um, into non-animal sources, that would be hemp seeds and chia seeds. Walnuts have omega-3 fatty acids. And omega-3 fatty acids, your body requires those and you can only get those from eating food. Some substances your body can manufacture, vitamins and minerals, it cannot, you have to eat those. And omega-3 fatty acids is also one of those components where you have to uh, get those from your diet. And they are crucial to your health. They uh, control your immunity. They are uh, responsible for your cardiovascular system. We have so much heart disease right now because people just simply aren't getting enough omega-3 fatty acids. And um, you can take fish oil. I sometimes do cod liver oil. Sometimes I just do regular fish oil because the cod liver oil will have a little bit of vitamin A and vitamin D in it. And you want to be careful that you're not getting too much. But daily I eat either hemp protein or hemp seeds or chia seeds to make sure that I'm getting my omega-3 fatty acids. There are some other substances out there that contain them. Spirulina is one. If you're looking for, again, a non-animal source. I'm trying to think of what else off the top of my head has omega-3 fatty acids. Walnuts has a little bit. Some of your vegetables have smaller quantities, but if you wanna get a large hit, you wanna go to your animal products. Eating fish, of course, is going to 
uh, give you a lot of omega-3 fatty acids. Canola oil is another source, but again, it's so low and it's so negligent. If you eat fish, get it from there. Good on you. If you like fish, start adding in more to your diet if you're not eating it at least two or three times a week and get those omega-3 fatty acids up. And if not, then uh, you can go to hemp and you can go to uh, chia seeds and walnuts for that. Something else that really is important is iron. But let me hash this out for a second. If you are postmenopausal, iron is not as important for you. If you're not having a monthly cycle any longer, you don't have to worry as much about iron. But if you are still having a monthly cycle or if you have heavy periods, when you look at your vitamin, you wanna make sure that it does have iron in it. And the vitamin that I'm speaking about <laughs> is, is gonna take a little bit of uh, a looking around to find it because like I said, everything is about money now. And someone said that iron was taboo and it could damage your heart and da 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 da. And so people started just willy nilly snatching it out of every vitamin. And you need iron if you are of childbearing age or again, if you have heavy periods, iron is responsible for oxygenating your blood. If you find that you are sometimes tired, low on energy, short of breath, that oftentimes could point to an iron issue, especially if you aren't eating a lot of red meat. You know, you could get into trouble when some of these nutrients kind of get deficient and a lot of people are deficient and that is why sickness and disease is rampant right now. So get your iron. You can get iron from spinach, um, you can get iron from things like wheatgrass and chlorella, but the amounts are limited. So if any of this is ringing a bell with you, again, the, the lethargy, the fatigue, the shortness of breath, even um, acidosis can be triggered um, by a lack of iron because iron actually helps oxygenate the blood. Um, then you want to look for a multivitamin that has iron in it or you want to go and try to eat a steak once a week if you don't mind eating meat you want to get that iron level up so look for a vitamin that has iron in it some nowadays will only do like 50 percent and that's okay but just make sure that you know hey, if I'm still having a cycle, I could be deficient in iron and I need to make sure that I'm intentional about this. And again, listen to your body. Probiotics is another piece to this. And there's always a caveat, you know, nowadays. And we need friendly bacteria. The body does maintain a system of bacteria but for a lot of people because we are under stress because we don't sleep because we don't have the right diet our friendly bacteria is oftentimes just depleted it's just one of those things that happens when you're under stress and so if you have digestive issues or constipation or if you get a lot of gas when you're eating, that could point to the 
fact that you have um, low quantities of friendly bacteria and the bad bacteria is taking over, especially if you have a lot of odor when you use the bathroom. I don't mean to be graphic, but hey, I'm trying to get you to where your body is just in tip top shape and you are loving your life and you are out there contributing and being vibrant. So we have to look at these things and digestion is important. The thing with probiotics though is that you have to be careful in that some of them have again i think it's one of those things where the marketers of these companies when people decided that they needed a little bit of help with friendly bacteria when you look on a bottle it's got 1 billion cfus or 3 billion cfus that's a lot of probiotic to be taking every day if you get a probiotic off the shelf I would only take it for maybe 10 days. If I felt like I was low, I would take it for 10 days and then I would kind of step back and see how I felt, A, to make sure it's making a difference, but B, I just don't believe in getting huge quantities of a lot of this stuff. And so in a lot of the uh, probiotic supplements, they have a... Um, a particular strain of bacteria that is, um, I think it's, 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 it, I just refer to it as acidophilus, but I think it's lact, lactic acidophilus, you'll see it as, and that particular strain of bacteria produces lactic acid, which is fine unless it gets out of control. If you start having a lot of this particular strain of bacteria in your gut and it starts producing this substance called D-lactate specifically, you are going to uh, run the risk of your system becoming acidic and it's just gonna create a myriad of problems for you. So when I see people just ingesting these powders and now when you go to get a greens powder, they all have acidophilus. And so you're eating yogurt, you're taking the greens uh, powder with the probiotics and you're getting acidophilus and then you're taking a separate supplement that has acidophilus it's just too much it's just too much and you're really going to hurt yourself so if you feel like you need it you're having acute problems indigestion diarrhea constipation stomach pain try a probiotic and just try it for like 10 days or so and just assess and see how you feel if you feel intuitively that you need to take it for a little bit longer, do that. But just know that if it does have um, this particular strain, and this is not the only strain, acidophilus isn't the only one. There's a couple of strains that produce this lactic acid, and you don't want to get into a situation where you are getting too much of that because it's going to wreck your system. So if you don't fall into that uh, that um, category of needing urgent help then just eat yogurt just drink a little kefir um every now and again or eat you know yogurt a couple days a week on your lunch hour maybe you got a salad and maybe you got a couple a cup of yogurt and a handful of almonds just to make sure that your bacteria levels stay topped off and i personally believe that if you eat yogurt if you eat sauerkraut um, some people drink kefir, you're going to be fine and you're not going to have to go to these commercially manufactured 
sources of probiotics. If you need that, it's great that they're there, but if you don't, I always say less is more. So you don't want to start going down a road with a lot of these substances and find yourself getting into more trouble. The last thing I'll say is water. You got to drink water. You have to drink quality water. You have to drink mineralized water. A lot of people are drinking this designer water where they strip the minerals and they only put back in two or three components, maybe a little magnesium or a little calcium lactate or a little bit of um, magnesium sulfate. It's not enough. You need the full gamut of minerals in your water. If you do have demineralized water, you're going to get sick really fast. Yeah, you, you got to get those minerals. You're not going to be able to continue down that road for long without it showing up in your body as acidosis and all these other symptoms. So I use a product called Boulder Salt. You can get it on Amazon. Some people remineralize their water with that. If you're not drinking water out of the tap that contains minerals but we've all been trained that that water is poison myself included so i have a water pitcher that i use and it is an eam water filter picture and um, i'll put something in the comments about that in case you want to check that out but you want to find a water picture that actually remineralizes the water and then i add a little bit of something to that to make sure that my mineral levels stay topped off and if you're having problems with insomnia bad breath cavities those are going to be related to acidity and you're gonna you're gonna want to get the uh, calcium the magnesium and the potassium right away if you can get it from food that's always best but if you have to take a supplement for a short-term period you know you want to do that because like I said, your body's gonna is gonna start showing signs that it's not getting what it needs. So drink the water, drink the mineralized water, sufficient quantities, count your glasses per day, figure out what you need to be your best. I've seen people say they can drink a gallon of water. If I drank that much water, I'd be in the hospital. You know, I tend to stick closer to the eight cups. And you really just have to find out what is going to be best for you and do that with all of this stuff. So that's it. That's my spiel. Think about incorporating some of the things that I've suggested into your lifestyle program. Again, I'm not a person that believes in fad diets. I believe in eating a variety of foods now i will say that too many refined carbohydrates will set you up for acidity and all kinds of problems so i do believe in kind of watching carbohydrates but i don't believe in getting rid of carbohydrates things like your quinoa your whole wheat breads your brown rice spelt those kinds of carbohydrates are going to give you B vitamins, 
They contain oftentimes a little bit of iron and they're going to give you energy. Sometimes when people go completely low carb, they're just, they're just zonked. They just have zero energy. So I believe in eating carbs. I make muffins out of almond flour that is a staple in my house and i use um, some other kind of grain flours whether it's a spelt or an oat flour so i'm not grain averse but i do believe when you look at your plate you know you got to kind of right size that level of grain you you know you can you can have four sweet potato fries don't pile them up high on your plate because Again, you know, you can kind of get into trouble. And actually, I shouldn't have picked on sweet potato fries because those are good for you, except they are fried. But they have loads of potassium. And so those are good for you. But, you know, just be careful with your over-consuming of carbohydrates. But other than that, get a vitamin. Eat plenty of leafy greens and plenty of vegetables. Make sure you're getting your protein. Eat a little fish if you can. If not, make sure you're getting your omega-3 fatty acids from somewhere. Make sure your multivitamin has iron if you need it. Think about your gut health and get your probiotics. And drink plenty of quality mineralized water. And don't forget that calcium, magnesium, and potassium are going to buffer acid and I am wishing you the best life possible and the healthiest body as you continue on your journey.